Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week. Without fail, we never miss a week. Was that theme song new? <laughs> yeah, from this year. Okay. But it's not like brand new, right? Yeah, well, like a two months old, yeah. Oh. For... It just doesn't feel very familiar yet. I don't know. It caught well, me off yeah, guard. Well, yeah, because I play it every third one now. Yeah. So you won't hear it again um, for another three weeks, I think. it. Yeah. I go through weird phases, too, where sometimes I listen to us, and sometimes I'm like, ugh, why would I listen to that I again? I never listen to the whole show. I listen to the beginning and make sure it sounds good, and I'm done. <clears throat> sometimes I'm like... A few weeks old, I'm like, oh, like, hearing your story again is funny to me. You know, or hearing my story is well, you know good for me. But. Well, you know what's so funny is you know recently I told the story after breakfast about somebody I knew who referenced a, a show from a long time ago. Oh yeah, and I went back and I listened, and you know I would be no reason for me to listen to that show. So I listened, and I was like, because I listened to the whole episode, <coughs> and I was like, oh, I remember that. Oh, that happened. Oh wow, that's interesting. Or like. Sometimes you say things and I go, I would totally say this here. And then I say it, which makes me laugh. <laughs> and uh, it's fun listening to old episodes. Speaking hey, of, by the um, way, before you go into that, uh, and this will be part of one of my stories later, but I saw uh, a friend of ours, Kate. Yeah. Who told me she started listening again. And she goes, Oh, hi, she, Kate, if you're listening. Yeah. And she goes, um, I haven't listened in a long time. And I go, oh, yeah. And she goes, yeah, Mike broke up with Steve? When? And I was like, <laughs> July? And she goes, and you guys have like a new theme song? And I was like, oh, that's at least two years old. How's Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> Uncomfortable, but I mean, it, it's nice that we kind of have this for, I mean, you, you don't talk to Kate often, I would say. So this is a nice way to kind of stay caught up, but like we don't get anything from her. Cut to she's in the board of directors of my nonprofit. Oh, is she? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, hey, I wanted to tell you, do you remember uh speaking of old friends? Uh oh no, no, no. Before I do my a story, I wanted to tell you I got a piece of mail from uh the two Robs in Chicago, friends of the show. Uh-huh. Do you know them? What? Do you know them? Hello? <laughs> I, look, it's a brand new time schedule, and I am I woke up literally at 8.50. I'm not going to okay. lie. 
And I stumbled out of bed and came here. Yes, the Robs in Chicago. I know them. Um, so they, I sent them a Valentine, and they sent me a really nice card um, that's like a pop-up card that's really cool. And then they sent me a couple of like um, like, like pins, Pride 48 pins, um, which was super nice of them. So thank you for that. And then also I wanted to just kind of quickly shout out without getting into too much of his business friend. One of our friends uh, lost somebody special in his life and um, he's, you know, a loyal listener. We know him through the show and our hearts go out to him, which we've said in email. And I just wanted to reiterate here. Okay. Well, first of all, we could say the name, you know, John Arts, but yeah. um, Because I want to say that John Arts, I'm going to say two things about John Arts. One, our very first review on iTunes, our very first review on iTunes, John Arts. Really? Yeah. My favorite thing, now I haven't looked in a long time, but it was for a long time, <laughs> our only three-star review. You know? Which is so John Arts. Yeah. And he's been here <laughs> Super every loyal week. listener, Super but still loyal, on the fence. Biggest listener, takes us to dinner, meets up with us. And he's like, well, I don't know enough to give you four stars or five stars. <laughs> I'm going to check right now. I want to check. Now, maybe maybe there are other um, – I think I have to check on my phone. Ugh, do you have your phone handy? You no. Know, um, okay, I'll check. We'll, we'll, you keep talking. I'll look. I'll have this, the, the information. Okay. Coming in. Well, I just wanted to say that and throw that out there. But um, can I jump into my personal yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that. I'll, I, on my story, I'll, I'll update everybody. So do you remember, um, speaking of old friends, uh, Philip, a oh, boyfriend yeah. I had? Yeah. yeah. Um, had some famously, of the best stories, yeah. Yeah, famously, um, what's the most famous Philip story, would my you say? My favorite Philip story is when, I can't remember if you were at his house, or you must have been at his house, sleeping, and the person yeah. kept knocking at the door at 2 in the morning who wanted to come fuck, and he kept telling you to ignore it. <laughs> He's probably just selling something. Yeah, he's selling something at <laughs> 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Philip, who now lives up here in Oakland, mm-hmm. and I, every once in a while, we kind of like start text messaging, but then usually we get in like, we we just, I feel like know each other too well that mm-hmm. we kind of like get in these explosive kind of like moments where he'll ask me like my opinion and then I give, I foolishly give him my opinion and forget that his skin is so incredibly thin. And we just kind of, it, and it all falls apart. And then he doesn't talk to me for a few months. Does it sound familiar at all? Oh my God. What happened? <laughs> Sorry, I, I have the best update ever. <laughs> what happened? Well, finish the story. <laughs> I know you weren't even listening to any of my stories. No, story you now. say you guys get together once in a while and you guys know each other too well. Yeah, and we just kind of like almost like brothers, yeah. right? How like brothers would fight. However, we're not brothers, so we don't owe each other any you know what I mean? Like we're mm-hmm. not running into each other at mom's at Christmas. Yeah. So anyway, our last big um w- big one was like he had this like business idea. And he wanted to kind of get into business together. And I was like, mm-hmm. there, there's no way I would put my money anywhere near your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that kind of like is where it all fell apart. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're kind of chatting and he's like, what's new, whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm going to have to start looking for a place soon. And that's mm-hmm. super stressful. Um, Bay Area is so expensive, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? I have this buddy who uh, actually lives in a two bedroom and uh, his roommate, the like landlord mm-hmm. is moving to LA. So that room is going to be for rent. Yeah. Let me hook you up. Right. Okay, yeah. So a uh, series of text messages, whatever. I'm now talking with the man who is going to, uh, would eventually be my roommate if I moved into that place. Mm-hmm. And texting about the place, whatever. He puts me in touch with the landlord. We set up a time for me to go see it. Mm -hmm. So on Saturday, I go to the place. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) the guy who is friends with Philip, by the way, I have since. So after setting up the appointment, I kind of uh, check in with Philip. And I'm like, I'm going to see the place. Tell Like, how do you know the guy exactly? Mm -hmm. Turns out that they... Like they met on probably Grinder or oh some sex app. Mm-hmm. Ha- they've had sex multiple times, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Philip proceeds to tell me kind of like about the guy's sex life, okay. which he's he's a stranger to me. Yeah. So it, I'm like, whatever, uh-huh. right? Kind of forgetting that I'm going to have to eventually s- shake his hand and like yeah. look Uh-oh. at his place. Uh oh, yeah. So yeah. Worry about shaking his hand. I think we have an idea where this is going. No, no, no. I don't think you do. Um, It's nothing that scandalous. But so I walk into the place. But so the guy who would be my roommate, I got like major sex vibes from. Oh, he wanted to have sex with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, aside from that, well, the rent is also kind of at the top of my what I could afford. Mm -hmm. Like I would be I would be pretty poor yeah um because so much of my shit would be going to rent but aside from that and the sex vibe the place is spacious it would Mm -hmm. living with just one other person god that sounds so good but then the sex vibe would you live with somebody (sighs) am i attracted to him more than the place like if i could have a if you saw him on grinder would you hit him up if, if he hit I'm, you up on Grinder, would you respond? It's such a loaded question it, or a weird question. If I were in the mood to have sex with somebody and he was like, hey, I'm super close and available right now. Sure. Yes, I would. Sure. Asian? No, he's uh, Latino. Okay. Um, he's handsome. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. I don't know. He's handsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think part of it also is like mm, anybody who's had sex with Philip is kind of like, oh, yeah, well, that's including you. <laughs> and and I mean, like I said before, I think of him almost like a brother. Uh-huh. So it's kind of that, too. It's mm-hmm. not that. <laughs> I don't know. So what do you think? you're? Because if, 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 clearly it's one of these like I've seen many next door studios uh, plots about this. Where like, <laughs> I think I'm just gonna ghost them and never, never. If they reach out, I'll kind of like try to figure out a way to not respond uh-huh. or to respond super vaguely and just mm-hmm. kind of walk away from this. <laughs> and like I said, the rent is also at the top of kind of my budget. And yeah, that that's the biggest think, thing, honestly. But then on this, yeah. you know, too, we, we talked about this. Remember when I talked about to you about? Um, <clears throat> 
whether you would hook up with somebody or blah, blah, yada, 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 for like free rent or something. And we both realized that after a certain amount of time, that wears off. Yeah. And then the person would almost resent you. <clears throat> so. Right. You would stay with this guy. You're paying a lot. You, first of all, you get no benefit. You're paying a lot of rent. Um, right. And then two, um, you have uh, this drama with you know then what happens when you, you guys get tired of sleeping with each other or, or <clears throat> i'm i end up living in a place where philip feels like he can just come over when oh yeah that's a great point too <laughs> fuck that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I think i would pass hard pass um what's up with you do you have any stories you were gonna tell me well i have the update on the reviews okay oh good. so okay so john arts is our first one all right okay and uh, it's a possible five stars, you know, and uh, he wrote down, let me find, I gotta find it, cause all the way down there. Um, Shooting the breeze. Much like listening on a personal phone call, catching up is just two guys reviewing their respective weeks in an easy breezy conversation, seemingly unaware that others may be listening in. Joe and Mike, who happen to be gay, are longtime friends currently living some 400 miles apart. Their conversation is a good mix of current events, pop culture, and the expected musings of a couple of Gen Y dudes. Okay. So, four stars. What is self? It's a selfless review because a lot of reviews are like, this show made me feel this, or I have this yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. But his is like, here is a summary of kind of what this show is about. And for for a first review, that's important. Um, but we only get four stars. Because as he said, he didn't know if he's going to like it or not. You know? Okay. So he's reserving it. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can go and update your stars. I just wanted to be known. <laughs> you can go and update your stars. He's busy. In fact, I have proof of this, and it's my favorite review. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um... Um, hello. The title is um, "Hello, it's Mike Lawson for an hour." Okay, so I was like, oh, okay, love this show and trying to get my friends to hear it as well. When you have two dry sense of humor guys like Mike and Joe, it makes the hour go by so quick. Give a listen, and if you're not too busy and love it, then go and check out Mike Lawson's other show, What Someone Call Lies. Then you will have the perfect harmony of podcasts. Love you guys. Now, that's so nice. So nice. One star. And I was like, one star, right? And an Albuquerque? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, people evolve. It's proof, John Arts, that you can go and change your stars. (laughs) Okay. Um, Hey, did you have any stories that you were going to tell me, Joey? And an Albuquerque. Um... He's not going to hear this. He's too busy on a Breaking Bad tour show that ended six years ago or something. Seven, maybe no, because like, Jose, it's like seven years ago that show ended. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Anyway, what were we talking about? <clears throat> you were going to tell me something about your uh, life. So, so I, I've actually discussed this story, and, and then the and the the end of the story happened on a private f- feed for uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. But I'll, I'll tell the story because not everybody here listens to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. So last Sunday, guilty. <laughs> good. Okay. So well, last, I'm not watching this season. That's why. But we've got a know, couple when of emails. I do watch. I'll well, we've got a couple up. of emails from people who are like, "I'm so tired of RuPaul's Drag Race that I only listen to the podcast. Mm. That way, I don't commit to the episode, even yeah. though our shows are longer than the actual episode." But I'm not going to get into that. So 
anyway, um, I uh, last Sunday, uh, I was just cold and rainy, and I just didn't want to go out. So I used Postmates, and you use Postmates, right? Well, I have before. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm not a fan of this Postmates. I'll tell you why. I've used them a couple of times. Whatever it was normal. And now I get these offer codes on my phone that say, use special code like football for free delivery through Sunday or something, you know? So it was last Sunday. I had gotten one of those codes. I saw it. And I go, you know what? I don't want to go out. There's no food. I think I'm going to use Postmates, okay? So I go on Postmates because I'm going to use this code, all right? And now fat people out there will know the joy I'm talking about here. I saw that Postmates now delivers from Popeye's chicken. Okay. Which there's no there are no Popeye's chickens anywhere conveniently by. So the fact that I could get Popeye's chicken and have it delivered to me, I was like, yes, this is the way to go and use this free off delivery code. Yes. So yeah. I order. Is, is this is this going to overlap with any stories you tell on this weight loss sh- show that you you do? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, y- 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 no, because okay. I'll, that that story has already been explained away. Okay, on the latest episode. Anyway, so I go to okay. So I order the Popeyes chicken. I order like uh, chicken strips, okay, mm-hmm. and a biscuit. And fries and a drink. And it's going to come in half an hour, right? Well, when I'm going to check out, it says delivery fee, like $6. And I go, nah, not today. I have the special code, you know, window pane or something. And I put and it, it in. That's, you're getting no delivery fee then? That's what No delivery fee. Yeah, no delivery okay, fee. Okay, gotcha. I put it in and it says offer expired. And I go look at it and it says through Sunday. Okay? And I'm like. This clearly says through Sunday, right? Yeah. So, Can I speak to your manager? Well, I just go, you know what? I want this Popeye's chicken. I know they'll do me right, okay? Yeah. So I'll just order it, and they'll refund the delivery fee. So I order it. And then I immediately email them and tell them the whole story. And, I, you know, very quickly, I get a response back. This is Sunday. Like, can you send us a screenshot? Because I had a screenshot. Mm-hmm. I go, sure can. And I sent them the screenshot. I'm, I'm talking like this was all taking, this is all this part's taken care of. And the, the food's not even here yet. Okay. Right. Food comes and the guy's a big fat man who gives it to me. Right. And I take him. He's all, by the way, I, I didn't order that much. I ordered like five piece chicken strips with fries and a drink, you know? Yeah. He goes, hope you guys enjoy your Popeye's chicken. And I'm like, you guys, <laughs> one guy, right? But he maybe doesn't know yeah, really he doesn't know, what Yeah, ordered, maybe he doesn't right? know what it is, right. I take the Popeye's chicken, go inside. Mike Lawson, they're like the saddest, like, like it's just, there's, there's no skin on this chicken, right? Okay. It's just like, like shiny, cooked, just chicken, okay? Like grilled chicken, not like fried chicken. Yeah, well, it didn't even look, it looked boiled, right? Okay. And I was like, maybe they have some skinless chicken, and I didn't... I was really blaming myself. I was like, maybe yeah. I have some skinless chicken, and I accidentally I ordered, ordered it. Thing. I'm like, you know what? Well, lesson learned. 
And I ate it. You know, mm-hmm. I had the dipping sauces. It wasn't that bad, right? What if and the driver ate the skin? That's exactly <laughs> where I'm going. So, you don't think so? Oh, please. So then uh, I'm going about my day, you know, and I live live my life. Oh, by the way, and then finally Thursday, I'm like, Postmates never wrote back to me. This is like a few minutes before uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is about to start, okay? I'm like, mm-hmm. Postmates never wrote back to me about my fucking delivery. So I go on there and I go like, hey, I emailed you like five days ago with the screenshot. I haven't heard anything, okay? Yeah. And then I'm emailing them all like, yeah, what's up with that chicken? So I go, I'm going to go to the Popeye's menu. Mike Lawson, there's no skinless chicken on the menu <laughs> at Popeye's, right? Okay. So now my stomach starts to turn. And I go, I'm going to call noted Popeye's chicken expert, Taylor the Latte Boy. Because I don't even remember this, but Taylor the Latte Boy, maybe a year or two ago, they opened a Popeye's chicken by his house, and he was so excited. So he wouldn't stop talking about it for weeks. And then the opening day, he went and stood in a long line around the building to get Popeye's chicken. Okay. Okay. He okay. likes his Popeye's. He loves his Popeye's chicken. So I go, noted Popeye's chicken expert, Taylor Latte Boy, call him. And I go, do they have skinless chicken at Popeye's? He goes, no. And I go, oh, <laughs> I think the driver peeled the skin off my chicken and ate it. And now, goes, live update, just so we have this on record. A uh, friend of the show, Carrie Anderson, in the chat says that they actually do have something called naked chicken that's not on the menu, but it's a thing that you can ask for. Just so you know. Well, okay. Maybe. Well, maybe hold on. So then that. on the show, on RuPaul's Drag Race recap, during a, a, there's a part where only Patreon supporters get it, like this conversation that Taylor and I have. And on that conversation, I'm, you know, I'm, we're sharing the audience how I figure this out, you know. And I'm thinking it's going to be a great catching up story, you know. And then Taylor goes, Taylor goes, you know, now that I think about it, they used to sell something called blackened chicken. And I go, let me look at the, so I look up the Popeye's blackened chicken. Yeah. And that's exactly what it okay. was. That's exactly okay, what it was. I felt so bad. I was blaming this poor fat man. For eating the skin off my chicken. Can you imagine him putting the chicken strip in his mouth and just like sucking the skin off and putting the chicken part back in the box? That's not what I was thinking. I was thinking about his dirty, like, (laughs) I just changed my oil hands and then peeling the chicken strip skin off and like putting it gingerly back in the box and then just like on the drive to my house, like, asshole, I'm eating all your chicken skin. Do Do you think that Postmates driving is enjoyable? It's like being an Uber driver, but you don't have to talk to as many people for as long. No, I think it's horrible. I'll tell you why. I talked to somebody who was a, a, a Uber Eats person. The reason it's horrible, there's one reason. Drinks. Nope. Oh, they I was thinking parking. No, oh, that's probably it too. But they, they don't, like if you order a drink, the, the restaurant doesn't just give them the drink. Do you have to go take the cup and fill the drink up yourself? <laughs> like you're a waiter. Yeah. Yeah, I get so it. That seems horrible. If I, if I just went to the drive thru and said, like, hey, I'm Uber Eats, I'm here with this, and they just, oh, yeah, that'd be the greatest job ever. You're going to talk to anybody. You can listen to whatever. You just listen to podcasts. I would do it. I, I'm you would do a joking. podcast while you worked. Yeah. I'd be, this is, like, I would be like, I don't mind driving. I actually like driving. You know? Right. 
So and listen to podcasts while I drive. And or eating, talking on the phone. I could talking see you just on the phone. Yeah, phone. eating people's chicken skin. <laughs> it, it, it would be a blast. I, I, I really would do it. I would do it in my downtime. I'm like, you know what? I have a couple hours. The thing with yeah. Uber is like, yeah, no. You know. Uh, anyway, what's what's going on with you, Mike Loss? Oh no, 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 no! It's from the mountains to the sea to all of California. This is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, what have you got going on in the Bay Area? This story made national news, so you maybe have already heard about it, but Ernest Quintana's family knew that he was dying of chronic lung disease when he was taken by ambulance to a hospital, Mm -hmm. unable to breathe. But they were devastated when a robot machine rolled into his room in the intensive care unit that Mm -hmm. night. And the doctor on this little, like, iPad told him he was gonna die within days and joey update he died on tuesday so like his family basically got the news via this like little screen and it's making news because you know these screens are kind of the way we're going and how's this you know affecting our care i don't know what do you think about this I'm going to tell you. So, okay. That is crazy. So, like, I am with, as I've talked about many times before, uh, a medical provider called Kaiser Permanente. Okay? This was out of Kaiser, yeah. Oh, it was? Yeah, this was Kaiser up in uh, Fremont. So, it's up here near me. That is cuckoo town because they're very strict about – that is crazy. They're so strict about these video calls and all this nonsense and, <clears throat> like – you, there's certain things you can and can't do video calls for. Like, I can do a video call because, um, like, I was constipated or I have a rash. Not even a rash. Yeah. Not even a rash. Like, Well, this one was done in a hospital. No, so, I know. That's even crazier. Yeah. What, what, so there what is, was a... What is like Kaiser's a, there, response? Huh? What is Kaiser's response? They're defending their use of telemedicine. Their policy is uh, to have a nurse or doctor in the room when you're getting this remote consultation so it's like almost like a a specialty doctor or whatever was kind of not available at that location so that person was providing kind of a remote consultation mm-hmm. so it wasn't like all his doctors were robots mm-hmm. but the actual news of you got a couple days um came over an ipad so that just seems like, I, I think yeah that seems but okay so here's my question so they're in Fremont. There's a, very, a specialist in what this guy has. And I'm, I, I know, I can tell you this whatever they did was the wrong way to do it. Let's say, uh, yeah. I'll tell you that. But my question to you is the, con- the consulting doctor tells the regular doctor, look, this guy has days to live. Okay. Yeah. What do you think the protocol should be? Well, I feel like the, that kind of, del- I don't know. I think all of this would be solved if the communication kind of went to the doctor in the room and then that person could deliver it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's an easy fix. Yes. But I I do not have a ton of problems with getting information via a screen, and I wouldn't be highly offended by this if it happened to me. Right? I like, think – go ahead. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with, like, phone appointments. I'm okay with, like, yeah. communicating via text and email. I feel like it's fine. I don't want I don't I don't know. I, I'm not highly I wouldn't be highly offended. That's all. I think the here's the correct answer. <laughs> I 
You're wrong. Yeah. They have either the doctor or maybe they have specialized grief counselors in hospitals. I don't know. Right? They tell them the news and they they have them there. And then those people, the in-person people, tell the break the news to the guy. Okay? And then they tell yeah. him, you know, we heard this from a specialist. He lives in Bakersfield. Okay? But we're going to teleconference him. If you have any questions, you can ask him your questions. But the live people tell him in person and let him react. And then he and his family can ask the specialist questions via teleconference. Sure. Thank you. It's all on video, by the way. If you have seen the story, you probably have seen the video. Um, It's a bummer. But how does he take it when they tell him? Um, I feel like the fine. He, none of this was news. That's kind of the the way it's getting spun is like he was told he was gonna die via a robot, but like he went into the hospital thinking like he was gonna die within oh, okay. days. It's not like he was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. It was more like, hey, this is the uh, update on your progress. You're kind of as expected out of lung, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. Not I'm not I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying it's kind of mm-hmm. getting blown out of proportion. Um, I don't know. So, what's up with you? Do you have any news stories you wanted to share with me? Yeah, Mike Lawson, owner of a civil reenactment business, sues school district that canceled field trips after his far-right social media came to light. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Riley's Farm is a staple of Los Angeles overnight school trips. It's an apple farm with a pick-your-own-apple sideline that branched out into Civil War reenactment anytime. Let's just stop right here. <laughs> There's Civil War reenactments. You know the person is cra- both crazy and a racist. And he's like, the you Civil Civil War reenactments are usually done by the people who want to be the Confederates. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> with some students staying overnight in tents. The farm's owner, James Riley, uses his Facebook and Twitter accounts to air Trumpian political views that complain about black supremacy. For instance, if there's a problem Shocking. if there's a problem in black America in America today, it's black supremacy. Farrakhan, Obama, LeBron James. <coughs> That's okay. As news of Riley's political beliefs spread, oh, also non-binary, gender identity, etc. As news of Riley's political belief spread, parents in the Claremont Unified School District asked what that their kids not be brought into contact with him. Did wait, you know what we didn't talk about? Did we what? talk about the swastika story? No. Oh no, we're I, changing stories. <laughs> Every time I think of or I hear about it, I I'm like, oh, Joe will certainly bring this up. How did I not? I just thought about this right now. I'm like, oh, all these fucking schools, and I was like. Sure. <laughs> okay, hold on. I was gonna. This Civil War guy, by the way, is just another case. I think of the kind of alt right crying about their First Amendment rights, uh-huh. and I don't know. It's gross. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. You this from, this is from the Washington right. Post. Here we go. Nazi salutes and <sighs> pop up ad. <laughs> I've already. Or seen automatically it. playing video. No, I. Let me see if it'll work with incognito window. It's um, that um, it's the thing where it's you know I, I've seen too many uh, side. It's a, a paywall. 
Oh, so annoying. Okay, let's see here. Washington Post. Oh, okay. Open an incognito window. All right. All right. Washington Post. Here we go. Nazi salutes and a swastika made of red cups. Newport Beach students condemned for abhorrent and anti-Semitic activity. Gathered around a table covered in dozens of red plastic cups, a group of young people grins widely, posing for a photo. Their arms are extended out in what appears to be a Nazi salute. In front of them, the cups have been arranged in the shape of a swastika. School officials in Newport Beach, California, announced Sunday that they are working with law enforcement to investigate several photos that were reportedly taken at a party over the weekend attended by high school students from the area. The images surfaced early Sunday and have since sparked widespread condemnation from school administration, elected officials, and community organizers over the display of anti-Semitic symbolism, just the latest in a series of similar incidents at schools and colleges around the country this year. Now, the reason this is a perfect story for catching up is I lived in Newport Beach for probably 20 years. Close to 20 years, at least. Very close to 20 years. Yeah. And when I had my SAT business, I would say the big school <laughs> that yeah. sent me their kids was Newport Harbor High School. And I remember on Twitter, I even wrote, in quotes, shocking <laughs> to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To this uh, here's what I'll say. Knowing these kids, I mean, Cameron went to Newport Harbor High School. Uh, Friend of the friend, well, used to be friend of the show. I don't think he listens at all anymore. Jacob Bixenman went to Newport Harbor High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, like all these characters that you've heard of went to Newport Harbor High School, you know. And um, here's what I'll say: is first of all, it's gross. They should be expelled. But even though nothing will happen to them, I don't know if anybody remembers this. Remember in Corona Del Mar High School, there was this really a national news story about a, a, a cheating ring. That happened, right. and they the scapegoat became this tutor that they all worked with. But all the kids that were actually cheating, they got like literally one day suspension because their parents lawyered up. And the same thing will probably happen here. But um, the point is, this does not surprise me at all. What I will say is. I don't think that they're really racist. This is no, I don't know these kids. Maybe these, maybe this group of kids really are super, super racist, right? But based on what I know about Newport Harbor High School kids, they live in a totally white bubble. Okay. Totally white. Everybody there is exactly Newport Beach is exactly what you think people from California look like and it everything. So they're all blonde and white. And, uh, you know, surf in the morning and all that. And they live in this bubble and they think this is super funny. You know, I think that they think this is super funny. And now they may, I I wouldn't be surprised that they're all super big Trump supporters, right? But that they think this is like a super funny thing to do. And it's not funny. They should get every punishment because they live in a world where there are no repercussions. The people who live in Newport Beach are the grossest, some of the grossest people in the world. Like, in fact, here's what's another weird uh, link to the story. Friend of the show, Beth, her niece is the age of these kids. Didn't go to the party, though, right? Was supposed to go to the party, but didn't. Um, but I don't know. I don't know the answer to this one. But um, <clears throat> my friend Ronnie, who you've met, 
her daughter is in this age. And we've heard stories before about the daughter. There's this like super clicky mean girls at the school. And some people say the daughter is in the clique. And some people say she's not in the clique. And who knows, right? But I get, but I know about the mean girls, the, the mom of one of the, of the lead mean girl, you know, she's the one that like buys the kids alcohol and thinks it's so mm-hmm. cool and wants her daughter to be cool and stuff like that. And it's, it's those parents, you know, like they're just gross, gross, gross people who think that there are no repercussions for their actions. And I would love to have a conversation with these parents in private to find out how they've twisted the story that they're not at fault. Does that make sense? I don't know how they're doing it, but, you know, um, but I will say I, I saw a response from. Uh, Newport Harbor High School, not from from not Newport, from the school district, and the school district was paying just as much attention to the underage drinking as to the swastika. And they're like, "Well, we're really concerned is about the underage drinking." Like, that's not a problem. First of all, everybody these kids are the biggest fucking alcoholics. Okay, everybody knows that these kids are constantly drinking. Again, once again, if you don't live in California, if you live outside this country, when you think of an American party that you see in movies, that actually happens in Newport Beach because they have the money to do it. I remember there was a girl. Who on her birthday they had it on a yacht and gave the kids presents. That's why the kids would go to her birthday party because they were gonna get these rat like a, an iPod, you know. So these kids, these kids are exactly like Newport Beach should just be changed to white privilege, you know. Let's just call that town white privilege beach because that's exactly what we're seeing here. Like they they don't and, and they're not of the age where they understand the, the the repercussions of social media. Maybe this is a good lesson for those kids. You know, but I don't know. What are your thoughts, Mike Lawson? <laughs> you hit all the points. I think that the only thing I would add is like maybe some history lessons would kind of help them kind of realize how unfunny all this is. Well, and Frank's um, stepsister went yesterday or the day before yesterday and uh, talked to them. Who did? And Frank's stepsister. She's like 90. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you know that could help, but <laughs> it's it's just it's these kids have never. Here's what's really here's the funny thing: there are two high schools in Newport Beach, Corona Del Mar High School and Newport Harbor High School. Cor- Newport Harbor High School is actually the more diverse of the two because Corona Del Mar is completely white with like ten Asians, okay, and a basketball player's daughter, you know, and uh, Newport Harbor High School has. Um, Hispanic kids bust in from Costa Mesa. So I would say about 10 to 20% of the school is Latino. Okay. And so they have more diversity at the school. And also the, the parents aren't necessarily as wealthy as the ones at Corona Del Mar High School, but they, they have some of them. There's, there are, it's weird. There's a, a big faction in Newport Harbor who have more money than the Corona Del Mar High School kids. It's, it's a whole thing. But the point is, that I just think that they're not exposed to diversity. I think these kids are very smart kids usually, and if they if they were exposed to more people of color, they might understand more. But what's funny is there are a lot of Jews who live in Newport Beach. I don't. It, yeah. Again, this is why I think they're just being super funny. I, I, but not. No, 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 no. They think they're being super funny, right? But it was not. It, funny. I mean, there were reports. There were plenty of Jewish kids at the party, even. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So. Uh, not surprised either. 
but I have a very important story, Joey. Uh, yeah. A chain of bikini barista cafes is spreading across California. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Napa County city of American Canyon is grinding <clears throat> one of these coffee shops to a halt, oh, according to the Napa important. Valley Register story here. Basically, they're saying like, uh, uh, uh. You want to open a coffee shop that has baristas wearing bikinis? That's too much like a strip club. So you have to follow our like strip club um, laws and rules. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like a bigger deal in that area. They limit how many they can have. Um, And so they're basically not getting uh, uh, the green light to open this business. And the reason I brought this up is because I kind of wanted to ask you like, it, first of all, I, I'm not really interested in seeing like sexy men make me anything. Mm-hmm. But second of all, coffee in the morning, like <laughs> get out of here, put on some clothes, make me good coffee, charge me less because you're not beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why are you going to pay more to have somebody in a bikini pay you make you coffee? It seems so silly. One, strangely, I think that this government is right. You know. Like because they're obviously using sexuality. I'm not now. We you can have argue. You can argue about the merits of the law of how many uh, strip clubs you can have. Blah 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 blah. That's not the conversation here. This city has a law on the books that is we can this, this strip clubs or but you know this kind of place we can only have so many and they have to follow these rules. Okay, that's the law on the books. Let's be honest. That's essentially what this place is. I mean, they're using sex to come in and buy "quote unquote" coffee. You sure. know, so it's the and the people I, could change that law if they wanted to. They could change the law if they wanted to, and they change mm-hmm. the law. But the law in the books is this is what our rules are, and I and I really do feel like this is kind of operating. I mean, they're having. It's not like people are going there for their delicious coffee. You know, well, I mean, people say that the wings at Hooters are really good. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, you're right. But they serve food. Maybe there's some sort of weird thing if you have to serve food and they're only serving coffee. Yeah. You I know? Don't know. So the other thing, too, is um, you're right. I don't understand these nude maid services. Right. People will come and clean your house naked. Do you want anyone cleaning your house naked? I don't even want a hot waiter. <laughs> yeah don't don't watch me eat yeah i don't i don't need i don't, I don't need this i don't i don't need it I, and i don't want to okay, see a person in a bikini holding you know what's so funny sometimes you see these porns and i don't understand why this this is actually if you, for those of you don't know that don't watch gay porn this is actually somewhat common where it will start out with like let's say the boyfriend making breakfast nude yeah and i'm like why would anyone make breakfast nude? <laughs> sure. Like, I wouldn't I, even, like, I would have a shirt on because, you know, like, the bacon splatters, you know? Like, yeah. There's a lot that I've goes actually on. actually yeah. had a, um, one morning I was frying an egg with mm-hmm. no shirt on because yeah. I had a sun, sunburn. Okay. And I flipped the egg and splattered grease on my sunburned, like, yeah. torso already. Yeah. So, like, it was awful. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would do any of that. Okay, so like, it it's so weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't get I, I, that. Even grosses me out. Even like thinking like someone's pubes could fall in like the the oh yeah. Omelet. Like no 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 no. I don't need your underarm hair. Or your pubes. 
No. So, uh... Or you just don't want your sensitive areas exposed to temperatures. Yeah, but then you have coffee, you're making this hot coffee, and you're being a bikini or, like, shirtless? No, I don't need that. You're right. I, like... I don't know. I don't need that. I don't get people who get off on it. Honestly, I'll be honest with you, and this is no judgment on people who go to strip clubs. I don't understand strip clubs. Same. Like, a lot Same. of these guys go, and they drop a ton of cash so that a person can rub their dick up against their, their, yeah, their booty up against Joey, their dick. Remember this. You and I both have an app on our phone where we can see within a mile radius who around us would suck our dick oh i want to get back to that in a second but you know what's so funny but but i'm but, but you're right but i'm saying look because i have no judgment on any of this stuff i'm like well if you're gonna drop 150 dollars for someone to do dance up against your dick pay 150 dollars for someone to just suck your dick right if you're willing to throw money at that throw money at someone to actually suck your dick you know now i don't like because it might the same thing goes with strippers as goes with prostitutes with me like i have to buy into that the person wants to be with me you know sure so if i'm thinking that the person just has to be there because their work and they actually hate touching me that does not do it for me at all in fact and i'm being completely honest if there's any kind of violence or like people being effed against their will in a porn i'm out the second it seems the person's not into it or even like money. I'm not super into gay for pay. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. the person you're like, no, this is a homosexual. It's pretending to be gay for pay, right? But like, if if it's a, clearly like a straight <laughs> guy who you like, there, there's a there's a documentary on HBO or Netflix or somewhere like that about straight guys who do gay porn. I know mm-hmm. who their names are based on the documentary. I won't watch their porns. <laughs> I won't. I'm like, oh, you're a straight. I don't care. I don't want to see this. Okay. Anyway, um. So I don't even get who wants to do that. But going back to what you were saying earlier, where I want like this grinder thing, I have a friend who's back on the dating scene. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's on Tinder. He's straight. Okay, mm-hmm. and his name's Bojatans. His name? Well, I'm not straight. <laughs> okay, his name is Vadim Ott, and um, <laughs> and uh, I he's been going on a few Tinder dates. And I was like, have you hooked up with any of these girls? He goes, no, what? And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? He's like, that's not an option on Tinder. Like, no, no, no. I already know, like, the first date for sure. I'm not even giving a kiss. You know, right. like, just shaking him. It's like, that's like, it's so, you know, like, it's so much investment. And I'm like, oh, on Grinder, I think, I think a date is just sort of like, just to make it seem reasonable. Right. It's because I don't want to just invite a stranger into my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been on a date on Grinder? Well, no, that's a trick question. I'm sure you have. Have you ever been on a date on Grinder where you didn't expect sex and the other person didn't and you guys didn't have sex? Yes. Oh, so you we, have well, that. <clears throat> so RK and I met on Grinder. Oh, and we okay. didn't we didn't kiss on the first date. We didn't like we hugged, but we didn't like touch mm-hmm. very much. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but you're. But okay, let me put it this way: you have the option on Grinder. It's rare. Yeah, that's not why people are there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you can get it in 15 minutes and be back in half an hour. Yeah, and that's and that's including driving. That's including the lift ride back and forth. <laughs> Sometimes though, you're like, um, not, not that it's like, oh, I want this to be more than just sex, but like, I don't know, maybe. 
you're filling it out to see if it could be, you know? So mm-hmm. you just kind of go slow. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. I don't know. All what right, do you what, what, got it, going on next week? Anything? Oh, I have another story. Oh, what's it's up? Really, it's really, it, this is not really a story. It's just more of a, uh, here's what happened last night. But there's no, oh. there's no big, um, like, and then the bus fell on top of him. It's nothing like that. Mike, last night was the day I was supposed to see uh, Trevor. Okay. So Supposed to. Um, well, yeah, remember, like, okay, for, for previously on, uh, f- I, I don't know what you call Trevor. Catching Trevor, up. It's called catching up. Trevor of the show, uh, he asked me if I would take him and his girlfriend and their friends to the Magic Castle, and he does so many right. nice things for me. I was like, ugh. Okay, right? And But then as the, then he reserved this like six weeks ago, right? And as the date approached, I was getting... Now, Jen Mandel, if you're listening, don't run and tell Trevor what's going on right now, okay? <clears throat> Just leave it alone. So, as the date approached, I was like, oh, God, this is coming. So I was bitching about it last week to John Paul. <clears throat> and John Paul says... Why don't you just say that you and I have to hang out? I go, oh, perfect idea. I'm going to say that you asked me to go to this play. And I forgot that I had said yes. But what I'm going to do is I'll check him into the Magic Castle and then okay. leave. Right? And I go, perfect, 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 perfect. So all I had to do was text Trevor, right? And tell him this. Mike Lawson, I was so nervous about this the whole week. Like, literally, like... Like, my stomach was hurting. Like, I would lose sleep over it about having to do this text message. I didn't do it at all. Finally, Saturday morning, when the day I'm supposed to take him, I'm all, I have to do it. Yeah. I have to do it. I'm like, ugh. So I text Trevor and I say, listen, I didn't realize that months ago I bought tickets to, because oh, I did call John Paul and go, what's a musical that's actually in LA? I don't want to do like, I'm going to go see Mormon, <laughs> a Mormon. And he's like, it's not playing in LA. Uh-huh. He goes, oh, ragtime's at the Pasadena Playhouse, and it's the last weekend. Okay. <clears throat> so I go, oh, perfect. So I go, months ago, I bought tickets to go see Ragtime with John Paul at the Pasadena Playhouse. And I'm and I'm like, but I'm here. And I told him, I'm going to go at six. I'm in my suit. <laughs> I'm going to check in. You're going to be able to get in. <clears throat> You're like over explaining the first telltale sign of a lie. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm waiting there. Like, the show I, starts at yeah, and I'm waiting. I'm staring. But it will at take my phone. me this long in an Uber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm staring at my phone for like it, <laughs> ever, and then finally I see the bubbles pop up, and like beads of sweat are on my forehead, and they go forever. They go forever, right? <laughs> they go forever, and then finally just goes like, like I actually have the text message right here. He wrote, "Um, cool." <laughs> And then he goes, although sad, you can't join. And I went, okay. yeah. And I go, yeah, I know. I go, I have to see Ragtime. Ugh. And that he goes, and then I, I, so then here's what happened. Here's what the whole plan was, right? I got in my suit. Like, I lost it. I wore a whole, here's the other th- sad thing too, is my grandma who has Alzheimer's was here. Mm-hmm. And I had to iron my suit and, you know, she has Alzheimer's. And I was starting to iron my suit. And she goes, are you going to iron your suit? And I go, yeah. And she goes, do you want me to iron it for you? 
And you could tell mm-hmm. she really wanted to because she wanted to feel yeah. normal. That's what they look forward to. And I will say for people, like, here's a, here's an ironic twist here, actually. She can't remember any of my cousins. Natalie, mm-hmm. I know you're listening. She remembered you, but she couldn't remember your name. And you should feel complimented because she didn't remember, like, they, they existed. Okay? She used to say that yeah. cousins that I have, she didn't remember. She was asking... Like about the the parents and if they had children, right? So she knew Natalie existed, just didn't remember Natalie's name. Okay, okay. Which, by the way, Natalie, she didn't know your uh, your youngest brother existed. She didn't even know he existed. Okay, the only cousin she remembers, like name, everything about him, Richard. Yeah. For those of you listening, I have a, a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay and doesn't talk to me anymore. So, um, she remembers Richard, like everything. Like he's a teacher, like, where he lives. <laughs> doesn't remember where anyone else exists. Exactly. Because knows Natalie exists, but doesn't remember her name. Doesn't even know that yeah. their their brother, other brother exi- doesn't, exists. Okay. I mean, I think logically we know, like the mind is weird and I don't know. It's hard not to take it personally, but it's not, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I, I, I don't. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's more sad. Anyway, so she's like, "Do you want me to iron your suit?" And I was like, "Sure." And I will say, here's what's weird is, and actually, Natalie's younger brother comes into this. Is once she started ironing, her memory comes back at least in a, a chunk, like she started talking about Richard and Natalie, and then she said. Don't they have a brother named Sal? And I was like, yes. And she goes, oh, yeah, you know, I, and she's ironing and she does it. She goes, I remember he's really quiet. He's very, very quiet and very, very serious. And I go, oh, it's weird because 20 minutes ago, she didn't even know he existed. So right. as she was ironing, her memory comes back because she's doing something. But Mike yeah. Lawson, the clock is ticking. She's 90. It's taking her forever to iron the suit. Okay. Yeah. Finally, thank uh, thank God. But she got tired, so then I just finished. You know, um. So I get in this suit. I get in this whole suit that's been pressed by my ninety year old Alzheimer ridden grandma. Right. Mm-hmm. Go to the Magic Castle. No, well, no. I actually drive to our friend Kate's house. Okay. Park my car in her house. Call a lift. Have the lift drive. Look how complicated this is. Have the lift driver drive me to the Magic Castle, but I tell him. Just wait here. I'm going to be right back. Of course, the Magic Castle's packed. So I take a while, but I check in immediately. Mike Lawson, I check in, I go in, I come right out like it's like a turnstile. And I go right back out. I get in the lift, go back to Kate's house, have two glasses of wine. John Paul picks me up. We went and saw this movie, Greta. Yeah. You know about this movie? No. Don't bother. Anyway, uh, it's fine. But yeah. Anyway, uh, went and saw Greta. And then called it a night, but I had two glass. Oh, Mike Lawson. I-, I told I told Kate, I'll stop by a glass of wine or two, right? Mike Lawson, they yeah. were like comically large glasses. Because I had told John Paul, why don't I just drive from Kate to meet the theater? And he goes, I don't know. You're going to have two glasses of wine, right? And I was like, I'll be fine, Mike Lawson. That was the smartest decision I ever made because I was smashed when I left Kate's house. I was so drunk. So I get in the car. We go. I'm so. I don't think I was sober until like a third of the way through the movie. Um, We go to this Japanese restaurant where I keep going like, 
Arigato, arigato, arigato to everything they do. And they were then they're like, Oh, you speak Japanese? And I go, Hajimemashite, watashi wa joras, yorishiko nagashimasu. And they go, Oh, he speaks Japanese. And I literally learned all the Japanese that I know. And uh, then I go to the movie. We see this movie. And then I was sober by the end. And uh, that's it. That was my night. But uh, oh, and then I got a very nice, I got a message from Trevor this morning. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a quintessential Magic Castle night. Rad performances and, and a Neil Patrick Harris sighting. Thanks so much. Both me and my friends loved. Wonderful. So there you go. So everybody was happy. Everything worked out. You he know, just doesn't know he was lied to. But you know, honestly, he was probably relieved that didn't go. You think so? Yeah, he was like, because then like, it's him and his I don't cool think friends. So. Yeah, but I feel like he brought friends that he would like, he would, he wanted you to be shoujo. You know what I mean? You're... He wanted you to do that for your for well, his. Well, I friends. did. I did a disappearing trick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, have, yeah, this coming you, week, you know, I have you know, I've been doing my Paramount classes where I teach at this high school for underprivileged kids. By the way, if you want to donate a book, go to undergradprep.org uh, <laughs> and click the the buy a book button at the top right corner. But um, but teaching these underprivileged kids, actually, I want to say they're really rad kids. Big fan. Uh, of the kids and um, uh, other, oh my brother wants me to meet with somebody. Oh, and then John Paul and I are going with um, uh, adopted son of the show Armando and his girlfriend. We're going to go to uh, Disneyland theme parks. Cool. Thank you. What are you going on? A bunch of nothing. Um, my work is going to be interesting in the next month i'll tell you some stories uh in a minute when we stop recording Mm -hmm. um and uh i have like a like a small art project sort of thing that i'm going to start doing Mm -hmm. i'm going to kind of launch on my birthday which is coming up Mm -hmm. uh in a couple weeks um and i might want to pick your brain because there might be like a maybe a patreon sort of component to it okay um so that's going to happen and i'll i'll talk more about it when i have more to talk about okay and that's it. Just live in the dream. All right. Hey, well, by the way, so the, you yeah. know, Mike and I are going to do a, a probably a brief after breakfast, but an after breakfast segment. And if you want to participate in that, all you got to do is show up on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern over at Mixler.com slash Afterthought Media. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Afterthought Media. And this is usually when our audience grows. I don't, they somehow know. Then an hour in, we're going to do after breakfast. And how many people are in the chat room right now, Mike? Uh, thirty-eight people are in the chat room. Yeah, but when it started, it was like thirteen. They know yeah. they for somehow they know, right? <laughs> and so, uh, yes, yeah, so if you want to hear, because guys, sto- like last week, there was a huge Cameron story, right? It's huge, huge, huge Cameron story. I, didn't, I just didn't want it on the air. So uh, check it out over after I'm sorry, mixer.com slash afterthought media. And you can hear all these stories that we don't want to tell on there. We don't want to record up. So we'll see you then. Mike Lawson, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Joe. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash cupodcast 
and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. <laughs> <laughs>